Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts, Chasers Food and Spirits, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome one and all. Great to have you along for the first show of 2024. Happy New Year. And this is episode number 211, 211, a number associated with the Helpline Center. For us, it's always a way to help you learn more about arts and entertainment. We start off the new year with two new sponsors, Chasers Food and Spirits, where the ruggedly handsome trivia host will be back on Monday nights starting January 8th with shiny and new trivia. And Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts on the second floor of the historic Shriver Square building. Already have a new piece of art in the Holly House from Serendipity owner Jason Fitzer. Meanwhile, today we talk with now playwright Lee Spencer about her play Comfortably Single, coming up in February at the Orpheum, produced by the Premier Playhouse. Later in the show, comics Luke Johnson and Nathan Holt return to the show to talk about Snow Jam Comedy Festival coming up later this month. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner. It's here. So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Whatever you're drinking, whatever you're drinking it out of, might very well be determined by where and when you're listening. My choice, a Jasper Newton, Jack Daniels, Diet Coke with lime. For you, whether it's a cup of coffee, glass of milk, mug of beer, a cocktail, glass of wine, a flute of champagne, just a bottle of water, lift it high and toast to goals. Yeah, that's right, goals. I am not a fan of resolutions. I always set goals for the year and at different levels from sensible to outrageous. Then at the end of the year, I can look back to see how I fared. That way I avoid the pitfall of being only 10 days into a new year and being upset with myself that I've already broken my resolution. So here's to goals. Cheers. Speaking of cheers, if you were a fan of the old sitcom cheers, then you're going to love Chasers Food and Beverage, West 12th and Ellis Road. The friendly staff will get to know you by name and provide you with great food and drink and lots of smiles. Monday night is Dave Holly Hour Trivia Night at Chasers, starting at 7. This coming Monday's trivia theme, Shiny and New. Honorable, Honorable Mention. mention. 
What over the past week made Dave laugh, guffaw, chuckle, chortle, giggle, smile, or maybe even shed a tear of joy? Well, with taking last week off, that means it might have something to do over the past two weeks, which is the case. As the Washington Pavilion had another live and local series recently, it was outstanding. Singer-songwriter Janice Gilbert, who was recently on the show, did an incredible job while vocalist Andrea Ross and her cellist husband Robbie Earhart were spectacular. Hoping to get them on the show sometime, but they've got a busy schedule. All right, coming up later in the show, we hear from comics Luke Johnson and Nathan Holtz. Coming up next... Playwright Lee Spencer on the Dave Holly Hour. Calling all art enthusiasts and culture connoisseurs. Get ready for a feast for the eye at Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts, your newest go-to destination for contemporary art in Sioux Falls. Immerse yourself in a world of creativity and expression as Serendipity Studio proudly presents its latest exhibition titled New, showcasing a diverse array of local talent. From colorful paintings, handcrafted wooden ceramics, to memory-evoking photography, this is your chance to experience the heartbeat of the local art scene. Join us January 5th, 5 to 8 p.m. at Serendipity Studio in downtown Sioux Falls, where passion meets canvas and imagination knows no bounds. Meet the brilliant artists behind the masterpieces and discover the stories that inspired their new work. Be part of the vibrant art community in Sioux Falls and support local artists who are pushing boundaries and redefining the creative landscape. Whether you're a seasoned art enthusiast or just starting your art journey, there's something for everyone at Serendipity Studio. Mark your calendars, spread the word, and make plans to visit Serendipity Studio for an unforgettable artistic experience. The exhibition runs from January 6th to January 27th, so don't miss out on the chance to be captivated by the power of local creativity. Serendipity Studio, where art comes alive. See you there. Located on the second floor of the historic Shriver Building, on Phillips Avenue. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics, inside Oscar's mini storage. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes, special open studio nights, and completed ready-to-purchase items. Bisque studio time or painting parties are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in person today or email tjsceramics at gmail.com for more details. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Are you an artist? Need some funding to further your art? There's a great opportunity for you through a Sioux Falls Arts Council program. The Artist Microgrant program gives away several microgrants to local artists, no matter what art discipline you're in. Unlike more traditional grants, a microgrant is very easy to apply for. Go to artssiouxfalls.org. If you haven't done so yet, create a listing on the artist directory, which is beneficial in its own way. Then go to the Artist Microgrants page and apply online. The process is simple. Find out more about the Sioux Falls Arts Council as well online at artssiouxfalls.org. 
The Dave Holly Hour, like eavesdropping on a great conversation between two very interesting people. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yes, you know what I'm going to say right off the bat, don't you? That it is always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And always a pleasure to have a first-time guest on the show, Lee Spencer. How are you? I'm very excited to be here, Dave. Thanks Glad for the invite. Glad to have you. Yes, great to have you here, in fact. Uh, and I didn't know how to introduce you. It's like, okay, <laughs> do we go with, uh, you know, actor? Do we go with choreographer? Do mm-hmm. we go with a director? Uh, and, but I do know the one thing that uh, you've added to the list, no matter what, yes, is playwright. Correct. Yes. Brand uh, new at that. So, really? Yes. Yeah, so... All right, so let's uh, keep people informed first, get them how set this up, that you are going to be part of this year's premiere premieres. Correct, with this my is, play Comfortably yeah. Single. Yes, and that's uh, so the second year in a row that they're doing this, mm-hmm. and yours was one of the two chosen to be produced as a full production through the Premiere Playhouse. Correct. And uh, so was that the first attempt at writing that you've done for a play for a play yes so i've okay. written a lot of novels i've written mm-hmm. fiction for over a decade nothing published right. yet um and last year i saw the premiere premieres and i went i think i can do that uh-huh and so it's actually i i started writing it after the premiere premieres last year wonderful all right so you saw that opportunity you took advantage of it yep and uh, it's come to fruition. Uh, were you excited, first of all, to get into the finals? Yeah. So when I submitted, so it is a three-step process, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar. Um, we, all the playwrights submitted plays at the beginning of the summer. And then from there, five were chosen for the Festival of New Plays. And to be very honest with you, that was my goal. My only goal was to get to the Festival of New Plays. Oh, why not the Big Kahuna? Yeah. Well, you know, it was the very first time I'd written a play. So I set my sights, you know, I figured Festival of New Plays, that's one of five. That's pretty awesome. That would True. be a cool experience. And that day was a phenomenal experience. I had so much fun with the Festival of New Plays. Um, and then, yeah, a few days later, I got the email that it got picked and I was just through the roof. I was so excited. <laughs> Ecstatic. Do you know, will you be the first out of the two? I don't know that in the uh, presentation I, of them. I don't know that that's finalized yet. Okay, so yeah. I think the last time I talked to Oliver Mays about it, he said that um, he kind of waits till we're in rehearsal to get a oh, feel for uh, what feel. makes sense okay. first and what makes sense second. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us about your play then. Okay. Comfortably single. Comfortably single. So it is a play on a rom com. So there's mm-hmm. lots of pieces of it that will feel familiar to people who are who love the genre, right? We've got all the all the expected tropes. We have the setup, the blind date setup that the two main characters are not real thrilled about. Uh, we have, you know, the silly meet cute at the beginning, um, and then the sort of classic save the event mm-hmm. setup, right, where they have to work together to save an event. Uh, but it's a little different too. It's it's. Um, gonna keep that a little bit of a twist a little little surprise so it won't it won't feel quite the same as a normal rom-com at the end not there's it's not a sad ending that's the thing everyone keeps asking me (laughs) um it's not a sad ending but it is not quite what you expect okay all right what made you think of this um well have you written something similar prior i had so every year i participate in something called national novel writing month Mm -hmm. It's in the month of November, and the goal is to write 50,000 words in 30 days. 
Um, I've done it 10 times. I've succeeded wow. nine. Uh, and one year, 2020, actually, I wrote a really, really terrible romance novel. <laughs> like, <laughs> so bad, no one ever's ever going to read it, right? It's terrible. Um, but then when I started thinking about a play and what would be interesting and what would be fun and kind of funny and lighthearted, I went back to that story and those characters and felt like there was something there. Right. Um, now, that one was a little more typical than what the play turned out to be, but still different. It had a very weird mm -hmm. ending. Um, the characters were just very comfortable being who they were. Um, and so that kind of came through into the play. And so that's, that's what it came from. And there's actually, there's what we call a name drop twice in the play. They'll say comfortably single, uh, but there's also a name drop of the original bad novel as well. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that then. <laughs> uh, all right. So you get picked. You're, you're yes. in the finals. And yes. uh, when you got that, then it was going to be, well, I'll find out who's going to be directing it. Yes. And then I'm also going to have to sit there and be like, what's your role at this point? Consultant? Oh, there you go. That's a good question. So um, throughout this process, it's actually been an evolving process. So... From Festival of New Plays, I got feedback from the adjudicators, mm -hmm. uh, which was lovely. They gave wonderful feedback, and I made a lot of edits after okay. the adjudicators' comments, um, which at our first cast read-through, they worked, which made me really happy. <laughs> um, and then we actually did a really cool feedback process at the first cast read-through as well, which was a really structured feedback process. I made a few more small edits. Mm -hmm. uh, but now we're at the point where my draft is the rehearsal. It's the yeah. rehearsal version. It's the performance version. So I got to help with auditions. Um, and again, more in an advisory capacity. The ultimate decision came down to my director. Um, I'm very happy with my cast. So uh, that worked out really well. And then um, at this point, yes, it's just answering questions from the cast. It's mm -hmm. giving advice. Um, it will be up to my director, uh, Kevin Wintering, to uh, give me feedback on when he wants me at rehearsal, uh, what kind of input he wants as the at, at this point, I'm kind of turning it over to Kevin and the cast to bring it to life. Okay. Uh, but uh, obviously that's going to be unique because you said, you know, you had to go through the editing process, mm -hmm. et cetera. Uh, what's it going to be like having written that though? And then when it's produced, you go, Hmm, I didn't realize this was part of what I had written. Yeah. There do you, do you go when you see people present, because everybody, you know, they, they want to develop a character mm -hmm. uh, in their own terms yep. and so forth, or within the director's realm, uh, but there's also that, what were you thinking when you wrote that character right. versus how does that character come out? Right. Yeah, there's so far, um, when I've met with Kevin and talked through it, we're very much on the same page with where the characters are. Mm -hmm. And then the first cast read through and even at auditions, a lot of what came out felt natural with what I had okay. written. Um, I did one of the edits. I did go back. There was one spot where it wasn't really clear how the actor was supposed to take a line or present a line. So I did go back and add a little bit of clarifying just to make sure that it's the line is done annoyed, right? There's lots of ways you could do it. I want it to be annoyed um, because it sets up conversation. But mm -hmm. other than that, I don't, at this point, I feel like it's going in the direction that I wrote it. And there are definitely things 
I'm discovering as we're doing this process. Right. Uh, some of the feedback I'm getting, there are more universal stories or things that are familiar for people in this than I had started out well. with. Um, we did a really cool, the feedback process mm -hmm. we did where it was very guided feedback and uh, the cast had to ask permission before they could share an opinion, uh, even a positive one that was really new and different and cool. <laughs> um, but that process, uh, there were a couple people that said things that had resonated with them in the play that they had recognized or felt familiar to them that hadn't, I had not set out to do that. Mm -hmm. I was very happy to find that there. Um, but that wasn't something that I intentionally set right. out to do. Okay. This whole, whole thing, uh, I know that Oliver likes to refer to them as a, a play development. Yes. And so forth. And I, I love that term because it's so great what takes place. Uh, we'll do a little recap here quickly of how this process takes place. You mm -hmm. already talked about from the playwright's uh, point. But then when you are chosen, um, after they've just read them yep, and they make the determination on that five, you are then, uh, you have to find the people that you want to read. Yes. And then you get one rehearsal. Correct. <laughs> and, and then for those that haven't attended this over two years now, go next year. It's quite the uh, wonderful thing to see because it's these five plays and they're read. Yes. Uh, you can stand up to read your part, but that's about it. There's yep. no blocking. Uh, there's... Uh, no sound effects. There's no uh, props. Or scenes, costumes, costumes even have to dress in neutral. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so that I think is just such a great thing because to me, then it's your play. Yes. You know, it's it, you were chosen for the merit of what you made. Right. Yeah. So my experience with that, um, I had actually gotten a group of friends when I first started working on the play. Mm -hmm. I got a group of friends together and did a table read. It was the first right. time I'd heard it out loud. I got an hour's worth of feedback from them. Wow. We sat and discussed and got all this feedback. I added 20 additional pages to the script from the edits from that before I even submitted it. Uh, and then with rehearsal, right, I got mm -hmm. picked. So I got a group of friends together, uh, actors. It was kind of a scramble because it was also during Little Mermaid rehearsal. <laughs> so right. trying to find a time when everybody could get together. Um, so we did our rehearsal and I acted as director and I gave feedback and coached on some of the lines. Festival of New Plays. I specifically didn't have the script in front of me. It was the first time I had heard it without oh, following along. Yeah. And it was so cool. <laughs> it was very awesome. Uh, I just sat there and I just enjoyed it. And that's, I'm looking forward to that once we get into rehearsals and mm -hmm. once it's actually produced. But that was the very first time that I had heard it without trying to make notes or follow right. along. Um, and then the adjudicators gave great feedback and I was there for the whole day. I watched all five of yeah. the plays. I listened to all the feedback. Um, I had lots of people come up to me because mine was very first. It was very yeah. <laughs> early in the morning. I had the smallest audience uh, and I had lots of people come up to me and either compliment the play or say, I heard yours was awesome. I'm so sad I missed it. So that was a, it was a very cool day. Yeah. Great feeling on that. I'm yes, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the, you, you had alluded to something about um, that one thing, a particular line that you have needs to be said annoyed yes <laughs> i've always thought that it's like you know if uh, i ever write a play 
uh, and there's like one line or something that I'm going to have as a note that must be said this way. Do not edit. <laughs> did you think of things like that too? Or? Um, not exactly. I did. So some of, there was, there was one piece of adjudicator feedback that I got, which was that I had too many stage directions and too much guidance for mm. the actors. Mm -hmm. And so I went through when I did the edits and I, I looked and said, okay, is this important? Is right. it super important that this is read a certain way? Is it super important? Do I need to be very clear in the instructions? Or is it is it understandable from context? Will most will a will a reasonable person figure out how this is supposed to be read from the way that it's responded to and that kind of thing? And I took out, oh my goodness, probably four pages worth of script by removing all of the extra guidance that i had put in there that wasn't necessary so you took that out but you took added out, but i added i added in and actually yeah. the script stayed the same length <laughs> uh -huh. wow <laughs> once i added back in all the new stuff i added from the adjudicators comments as well oh what made you decide to uh you know write in the first place with the novels that you've been oh my goodness working on for 10 years and so forth so i let's see when I very first lived on my own, the very, because I, all through college, I had roommates. The very first time I lived on my own, I couldn't get to sleep. And so the way that I, the way I got my brain to stop running around on a hamster wheel and being anxious right. about being, living by myself for the yeah. first time was to start building characters. I started creating characters in my head. And then from there, um, when I went back and worked on my master's degree um, and got, learned how to write, right? Was, I was taking a class on writing that was related to my master's. Um, I got inspired to start working on a book. Believe it or not, the very first novel that I wrote, I wrote while I was working full-time and taking two classes for my master's degree. And because that wasn't enough to do, I wrote a novel at the same time. Um, that was, I didn't know about National Novel Writing Month. That was just the very first time that I ever wrote anything. And, and it and it became something that I'm very passionate about. So when I'm done with something, when I'm done working on a book or when I'm the play is at the point mm -hmm. where I don't have to work on it anymore, my brain automatically looks at what's the next story, what's the next group of characters I'm creating. All right. So your play, uh, Comfortably Single, is coming yes. up in February as Correct. part of uh, the premiere premieres. Yes. Uh, it's the weekend of Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. but it's going to be a Thursday night, a Friday night, Saturday night, and a Sunday matinee. Correct. Yeah. So, and uh, rehearsals start this Sunday. Rehearsals start, yes. So the two plays are rehearsing separately. Mm -hmm. uh, so Hearing, which is a, the other play, um, is rehearsing on Sunday, and our first rehearsal will be Monday. Okay. So you got the Monday, Tuesday. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little inside bit because I needed to know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm in that other play that'll be Sunday and Wednesday rehearsals then. There you go. Uh, yeah, and looking forward to that. And it's it's just such a great thing to see local people writing and having the opportunity for that to become a production. Yes. And technically a world premiere. It is technically a world premiere. Yeah. Right? It is. Uh, they like to call it local theater by local yeah. artists. Every part of the production is local from writing oh, through all the pieces of the it. The whole works. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But uh, looking forward to that. So what else have you been doing then oh in the world of the theater? Well, this has been an interesting season for me because historically um, I've done lots of 
I performed lots in mm-hmm. Sioux Falls, primarily with the Premier Playhouse. I have done one show at the Mighty Course and Art Players as mm-hmm. well. My usual role is dancing in the ensemble and moving furniture. <laughs> uh, so that's my typical role. I've had a I've had one role with lines, uh, which was back in 2021. I was Mickey the cop in the female version of the Odd, Odd Couple. Couple. Recall um, that. Yeah. Yes, uh, it was a, it was two casts. Yes, so I was. You, you had the masks uh, and yeah, everything. Yeah, masks and all of it. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was interesting. Uh, first time I had had lines in a show since high school, uh, <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, but this season, I actually have been involved more off stage. Mm-hmm. Um, besides being the playwright for this one, I was actually the choreographer for The Little Mermaid. Um, I did a lot of choreography for a dance company when I was in college. Okay. Um, but I hadn't done any choreography since. So it was really cool that they were willing to take a chance on me and give me a shot. Yeah. And it was really fun. Um it that was a great production too. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was amazing. I had a, a good assistant choreographer, some mm-hmm. great directors. So we had a really strong rehearsal team um and just a fabulous cast. We had a spectacular cast and they worked their butts off. So uh <laughs> Lots I, of I'm curious about one thing, though, because okay. there's a lot of costumes in that. Yes. That I wouldn't think lend themselves to dance. I think you're thinking of mermaid tales. Yes. <laughs> I was I was very intentional. Believe it or not, the very first number that I choreographed was the Daughters of Triton number that the Mer <laughs> sisters sing. Um and I was really very intentional with how I wanted them to move, mm-hmm. um, used some techniques where they took very, very tiny steps so that it looked like they were swimming and focused a lot on upper body and arms and hands. And uh, then She's in Love, which was one of my two favorite numbers in that show. We used a lot of like hip swishes and stuff that made the skirts do fun things. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a challenge to think about choreographing without legs basically (laughs) so what's next after all of this uh you know i'm i'm not sure as we get into the spring season it's very busy for me for work so i tend to do a lot more theater fall and winter Mm -hmm. uh, and then i have to kind of shift gears and focus on work stuff in the spring yeah understandable uh so what got you into acting Um, believe it or not, my mom, uh, actually did that, started that when we were really little. So I have one younger sister and when my mom, when we were first born, when we were little, little, my mom was terrified of public speaking, but was in a job where she had to be. And so she determined that her daughters were not going to be afraid of public Uh speaking. And so she put us in theater and speech and singing and all of that from when we were real little um there's actually pictures of me when i'm like five or six and i had memorized twas the night before christmas and i recited it before church yeah um i'm an auditory learner so if i hear it over and over again i will Uh memorize it um and so that was that was her goal was to get us so we were comfortable and we weren't afraid of it Mm mm-hmm and she ended up creating two theater children. <laughs> My sister actually double majored in musical theater and dance in college. Uh, I did animals because that's what my focus is. But uh-huh. I've always been in front of people talking about yeah. things. I can I routinely present to audiences of a couple hundred people at work. Oh, so wow. it's she succeeded in her goal, uh, and that was where theater came from for me. Did that also help then uh, throughout life uh, in terms of stage fright? Uh, oh, yeah. Anything along that line? It's like, ah, I can do this, I can do this. 
Yes, I do. Yeah. I do still get nervous, especially when it's something new, um, or if it's new content for work, or if it's you know opening night of something where, mm-hmm. I have, especially if I have lines, um, I do get nervous. I do still have that, but it's not stage fright. It's just good nerves. Yeah. Um, I did have to take a little hiatus, so I did a lot of theater in high school. Mm-hmm. I did dance in college. And then I lived in Texas for about 10 years and didn't have any opportunities. So it wasn't until I was in Sioux Falls and got back into the theater community. My very first show uh, back when it was Sioux Empire Community Theater was Mary Poppins. They needed tap dancers. And so they were willing to take a chance on me. And that was that was my foot in the door. Yeah. And did I see that that is uh, one of the classes they're now offering at uh, TPP is a beginning tap? Yeah, they're doing yeah. A, They're doing a one day tap workshop at the end of January, which looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, incredible what they're uh, what's going on there and, and everything, like you said, with uh, the local play local production everything smack dab down to the tiniest thing Mm -hmm. is done locally for the premiere premieres and we're looking very much forward to that all right so you also do music then um i'm an okay singer okay uh, but i'm really more of an ensemble singer so Mm -hmm. i am i am more a dancer who can sing rather than a singer who can can dance dance. so (laughs) i usually get cast when they need dancers Uh Uh, in fact i was in one show uh the great gatsby where uh we had an ensemble that was specifically to be the crowd scenes right we were Mm -hmm. human set basically uh and then we danced for two we did two dance numbers one at the beginning of each act and when i went into auditions we had to do a little dance combo and then read and when i went in to read i went i'm really just here to dance for you but i'll read this if you need me to um because i really was just there to to dance so favorite dancer of all time oh that is a really hard question favorite dancer i'm gonna go with tommy toon oh okay really good tap dancer uh see i'm Mm -hmm. sid charise Mm, that's a good choice yeah Always loved her. Vera Ellen, close second. Of course, that's because we just watched, uh, you know, White Christmas about a thousand times in the past few days. Right. (laughs) That doesn't hurt. Exactly. All right. So when you are not part of arts and entertainment. Yes. What do you like to be entertained by? I am an outdoors girl. Oh. So I, while I do enjoy, I read a lot. Okay. Um, I read, I watch you know, I watch Netflix and movies like anybody else. Um, and I love to go to the theater because being involved with theater, right. it's nice to go watch the theater as well. Um, but I do spend a lot of time outside. So um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day is a really good example. I volunteered down at Old Town Dinner Theater okay. as a server, um, went to a party with friends. And then on New Year's Day, I went out and went hiking for about uh, an hour because I always like to start the new year with a hike outside. Where'd you go to hike then? Uh, Lake Vermilion State Recreation Area. Oh, nice. They just redid their hiking trails this year and they added another loop. So it was nice to get out there. Okay. All right. So reading, uh, binge watching, going to theater and uh, hiking and outdoor stuff. Yes. Any other hobbies? Birding. Birding? Birding. (laughs) I am a huge bird nerd. Oh, my. Oh, hang on. (laughs) This is what I got in my stocking. Very nice. <laughs> it's a nice bird call. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we sit outside oh, yeah. uh, quite a bit during the summer. And it's like, oh, what about that? 
Now I'm going to call them in and find out. There you go. <laughs> yes, I am a birder. I have a bird nerd sticker on my car, and uh, I am always looking for. I'm a. I'm what's called a list birder, which means that I'm always looking for something I haven't, I haven't seen, seen before. before. Okay. Uh, and so I have a list of 882 birds right now, uh, mostly that I've seen in the U.S. Although I have been to Panama for birding uh -huh. as well. And I am going to be going this year to Australia for 10 days of guided oh, birding. Wow. Which hopefully will get me up over a thousand birds, which is my goal. Yeah. So, what's the most elusive one, do you think? Oh, well, the one that is big, a big debate right now and has been for probably 15 years is ivory billed woodpecker. Is it still around? Is mm. it extinct? Or do we need to? We don't put really it on the know. List, right? yeah. yeah. So it's uh, that's one I've pretty much resigned myself that I'm not going to see because you basically have to go sit in a canoe in the swamps of Arkansas all day, every day for like the whole winter to even get a chance. Not my Arkansas. thing. Not my thing. <laughs> so um, my favorite bird is called the acorn woodpecker. Okay. It is native to the uh, mid-altitude range of the Rockies, so California, mm -hmm. but it's more Southern. So California, Texas, Arizona, um, and they live in little family groups and they make a cache tree where they store acorns. So they'll drill holes and then fill them all with acorns and they shift them around as they dry and they eat the acorns, but also the bugs that are attracted to them. And they have a really cute little face that looks like <laughs> a little clown and they make little squeaky noises. And I just absolutely love acorn woodpeckers. I don't know why they're my favorite. Um, I had a little kid ask me once what my favorite animal was. And I told him I didn't really have a favorite animal because I love them all. Yeah. And so he went, okay, do you have a favorite group of animals? I said, well, yeah, I really like birds. Okay, well, then do you have a favorite group of birds? You really, really like woodpeckers. Do you have a favorite woodpecker? I really like the acorn woodpecker. He goes, well, then that's your favorite animal. I mean, <laughs> impeccable logic. Okay, so I yep. have said that ever since. What is, what is the most common woodpecker that we all see around here? Probably either the downy woodpecker, which is a little guy, mm -hmm. or the red-bellied woodpecker. Red-bellied. He's yeah. got what looks like a red mohawk. Right. Um, okay. Not a red-headed, because oh. red-headed has a whole solid so a red difference. head. Yeah. Okay. Um, but red, a little red uh, mohawk. He's a he's a red-bellied, and that's those are the two that are probably the most common right. around well, here. Well, you're going to have to come around uh, during the summer Absolutely. And, and sit in the backyard with us. and, and Tell you, you what all the birds are. <laughs> what we're hearing, where we should be looking, everything else. Absolutely. <laughs> I love to do that yeah, In the meantime, we are looking forward to seeing the premiere. Premieres coming up in February. Again, rehearsals are starting uh, this next week. Yep. Whew. Tickets are available, too. Oh, yeah. Um And... Just as a reminder, you want to make sure you're getting your tickets through either the Premier Playhouse or Washington Pavilion, because apparently our community now has ticket scammers. So don't buy your tickets from anybody but oh my, TPP lovely. or right. Washington Pavilion. Yeah. And uh, this will be at the Orpheum this it year. It will be at the Orpheum yeah. this All year, right. yes. Fantastic. Lee Spencer, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. This is really fun. Uh, my pleasure. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E 
M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street, TJS Ceramics. Inside Oscar's mini storage, bisque, studio time, painting parties, and finished items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Funny. Engaging. Connected. He's the entertainment reporter for Sioux Falls. Here's Dave Holly. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yes, it is always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire, arts and entertainment. It's always a pleasure to talk comedy, and it's always a pleasure to have some great fellas back to the studio. Actually, I think studio-wise, being here, it's your first time. First time, yeah. Yeah. But I've had you on a few times before. First time in person. Yes. This is the first time I'm seeing your sweet, Ex- sweet face in the glow uh, in, of studio lightning. lightning. Yes, in the Dipsy Doodle production studio. Ooh. Yes. Luke Johnson, Nathan Holtz, how are you guys? So swell. Doing fine. How Excellent. are you? If I were any better, I'd be twins. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Then I could produce another podcast. That is a that is a saying I've never heard. Ugh. We need to spend more time with with you yes we do i think yeah. you can turn a phrase <laughs> like someone turns a key you know uh oh i like that yeah, you can well turn played, a phrase right? like someone turns <laughs> yeah. a key yeah oh okay it's not a turnkey business it's no, a no. turn phrase business turn phrase business turn mm. phrase that's what we're here to talk about uh, the phrases comedy, you guys come up with phrase. oh wow right off the bat although Hitting one with a bat depends on the consistency of that turn. Yeah, no Gallagher in this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Snow Jam is coming up this month. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's like, Snow Jam is coming up this month because it's the last one. It's yeah. the last one. Oh, so take advantage of it, everybody. Last Get dance. out. They're going to make an eight-piece uh, ESPN documentary okay. about this one called yeah. the Don't Save the Last Dance. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't have to be for me then. Yeah. Don't save don't save the last dance for me, huh? Yeah. No. Go dance with one of these guys. No, All right. We're very excited for it to be our we're not excited that it's our last year. We're very excited for Snow Jam. We're excited to since it is our last year, we're trying to go as big as, as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh we've got absolute favorites coming back. Sean Jordan, okay. Sioux Falls yeah. Prince of Comedy <laughs> is coming back. And then uh, Timmy Williams, who was one of the original founders of Snow Jam, is also in Whitest Kids You Know, and they've got a movie coming out. I don't think I'm supposed to say that. I don't oh, know. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, so we've we've got such an amazing year planned. Um, and so we are we are excited to have the final year. And we were excited we got to go out on our terms before, you know, they told us to not mm-hmm. come back. True. <laughs> now, you guys have been on board basically since the beginning. Uh, I came on in the second the year. second year. But uh, Nate is one of the founders. Yeah. So. All right. So what is it like to put a festival on, a comedy festival? Because everybody goes, oh, comedy festival, man, that's got to be cool. But how much behind the scenes are you also going, oh, who else can we get? Uh, how are we going to make this decision? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, anytime you work with a committee, it's tough, mm-hmm. right? If there's, um, We've kind of always operated when no one's in charge, but we're all in charge um, kind of mentality. So getting stuff done and wrangling people is, I would say, the, the toughest. Yeah. 
um, tough like wrangling ourselves is what I mean. Oh, true. Not like getting talent to come in. Yeah, Yeah. the comedians are are not the problem. It's it's the it's the 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 management. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's it's managing the management is is probably the hardest part. But um, Dan Bublitz Jr. um has had festival experience before. Mm -hmm. Um, I had not, and so um. When we started this thing, we really leaned leaned on him um, to his knowledge, and he's really meticulous with paperwork, and so and like um, the organizing yeah. of the actual event, which is nice. And so I, you know, I a little bit more than a grunt work, but we do some of the more grunt stuff a little bit more of the handshaking and stuff like that. So it's nice to have um, a group like we've had for the last years, um, just kind of have their own specialty and stuff like that. So. Who all is coming this year? What what oh. names are we going to hear besides what you've already mentioned? And then tell us about the local versus national mm-hmm. and uh, what this draws. Well, we've got a few of our local favorites. I believe all of whom have been on the festival before. We have Zach Dresch, mm-hmm. of course. We love him. Uh, Jerry Irby. Yeah. Ian McLean and Kerner. Uh, four great local comics who have all done the festival before. Really glad to have them back. And then uh, for the returning comics, we've got a f- or the 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 traveling comics. We've got a few who have been in the festival before, like uh, Jenny Lou Rusi. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's a lot of fun. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> There's 30 comics. Wow. I mean, so we got 30 comics, four days, two different venues. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, remembering all of them is yeah. is not uh, in within. It is way too early in the morning. <laughs> this is true <laughs> for me to to recall, but I can tell you that every one of them was selected. So we had over two hundred applicants. Wow! Right, so over two hundred videos that were submitted, and these were cut down and filed down, and then filed down again. There were so many super funny people that weren't even available. I say this every year, but I don't mm. think I would have got into this festival this year. Like. I, Truly, this is such an incredible lineup. Yeah. It's, I right. cannot say good enough good things about the comedians we've got coming in. They're very funny. They're very professional. These shows are going to be fantastic. All right. So let's give the dates, the places, etc. how to get tickets. Snowjamcomedyfest.com has all of the information. And that's yep. snow without the W. Right. This isn't a competition, so no one gets the W. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're all losers here. Yeah. <laughs> January 18th through the 21st? Yep. January 18th through the 21st. Uh, the shows are going to be held at Remedy at 611 or okay. uh, Club 224 in the basement at Lucky's. Okay. I believe we alternate venues on each day. Yep. Yeah. That'll work. Um, well, it's one venue a day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ah, so, okay. So you don't have to like, you don't have to drive from place sh- to place. Right. You don't have to get drunk at Lucky's and drunk <laughs> drive over right. to, to, to the 611. Oh, God. Let's go. yeah. You can if you want, but you're going to miss <laughs> some of the shows. I wouldn't advise it. Um, we've got, we got great sponsors this year. We're very, very helpful. Our sponsor been super helpful this year. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're very excited to make it our, our, our best and final one. Yeah. And uh, fundraising again? Yep. Yep. And this, where will it go? Uh, to the uh, Dakota Academy of Performing Arts. Yeah. Oh, Dabba. awesome. One, oh. Just a wonderful, which you have experience with. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful um, organization in Sioux Falls that helps kids 
yeah. develop their their love for the performing arts. Yeah, and uh, I always remember the first time that I ever met uh, Sarah Crosby. Uh, I was working at Kellowayam at the time when she had first moved to town to talk about DAPA, and she had started DAPA, and um, she told me, she says, the kids in Sioux Falls are just as talented as kids in New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles. They just haven't had the opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And boy, over the past 20 plus years, the uh, the opportunities that have grown here. Uh, would, would you have thought you'd be doing so much comedy here locally when you first, you know, were thinking of being a comedian? No. No. I mean, when I started, we had um, Fat Daddies. Mm-hmm. And they did one open mic a month. So one time a month, you could come to the comedy club and try to try out mm-hmm. for a host spot. And that's what it was. It wasn't an open mic. It wasn't, it wasn't like you could work out new material. You had to bring your best so you, so could, you could get work, that job. Work that job. And so we had one other open mic, and it was a mixed open mic at um, uh, Boonies. Boonies Bar and Grill. Oh yeah, over over by the the Pentagon. Yeah, or no, the uh, Denny Sanford. Denny. Yeah, and that one was such a that was such a fun odd experience. They let us really play, but there was it was a mixed up. So you couldn't get like it wasn't a comedy open mic. It wasn't it wasn't set up for comedy. It was in a bar that had a wing special. So that's that's what you're you're competing with cheap wings next to a place that has even cheaper wings. Um, And so, no, I didn't I didn't expect we have so much comedy going on. It's amazing right now in Sioux Falls. Yeah, it's uh, been a good boom for that. that, No doubt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Luke, what about uh, you when you uh, first were getting into comedy? And did you think that you would be? Uh, you know, one of our producers of yeah, comedy no, festival. Not. Um, but like, I didn't really get involved until 2015 when mm-hmm. I moved to Sioux Falls. I tried a few random open mics before that, and like when I started doing the Sioux Falls ones, that's or maybe I can like actually start taking this seriously. And uh, yeah, at the time, it was just a bunch of people hanging out in the side room at Rookies. And then from there, it's grown into, you know, having these clubs and then people mm-hmm. starting up their own things. So we have these other side open mics and getting involved with with the arts community at large. And it's just been really, really neat to see the scene grow like that. Yeah. And man, see, Rookies is one I had forgotten about that, you know, there used to be things out there. Rookies. Yeah. <laughs> the Rookies was was a wild time. That was a wild time. It was wild stuff. Um, yeah, no, that was that was right after Fat Daddies, and then after that, we did we actually ran some stuff at the Pavilion. Uh, mm-hmm. We did comedy at the Pav for a year, um, and then uh, then Wackos started opening up, and then I shut all the comedy at the Pav stuff down. It's like I don't want to compete. We want a comedy club, <laughs> and then uh, the, when they closed, uh, bosses opened up. So we've had. I think we've had a pretty good run of of decent, you know, lo- supportively local places, mm-hmm. right? Because not a lot of comedians get that, um, and so that's, I think we're blessed in Sioux Falls for that for that reason. Well, the other thing is, it uh, seems like the community of comedians as well uh, is very collaborative. I mean, you've all performed for anybody else's shows that they've been producing yeah. and uh, vice versa. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's got to be great in that way because, um, you know, some of the people that I've talked to that have been in uh, other cities, 
We'll talk about the fact, oh, uh, no, it's more head-to-head -head competition yeah. there. Mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, this is a great that we get to have uh, one more final uh, Snow Jam Comedy Festival. Yeah. And uh, like you said, you know, it's not a competition. No. Nope. Uh, will there be any open mics involved in it? Yes. There will be. Okay. Yeah, so if you wanted to try it and you wanted to do it in front of some of the best comedians in the world, mm -hmm. um, I think... We're running one at Black Flag Studios yep. on Wednesday. I believe that is true. Okay. we. You're not talking to Dan, who knows the schedule by right. heart, because he's made it. <laughs> we're, we're, like I said, we're the grunts. But the, um, the yeah, and then um, also there's going to be uh, a later night open mic. It's not festival related, but there will be one at David's um, on Thursday. Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday yeah. night. Okay. Yeah. So I, I got to get all this down in the mindset as to where I'm headed. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, lots and of stuff. If you if you show up to to Snow Jam, you'll just kind of know what's going on because you mm -hmm. you'll just follow the horde of people. <laughs> uh, we do sell out most years. So, yeah, I was going to say it, it's always been good, and we've got limited capacity, especially at the Lucky's shows or the the Club Two Two Four shows. So make sure you get tickets right away. If you go to Snow Jam Comedy Festival, stepfest.com, mm -hmm. uh, no W in the snow. Yeah. You can get tickets and get a VIP pass. Exactly. Yeah. Go to everything. Yeah. Go to everything. Yeah. That's, and that's you the way into the, done it before. And... Gets, in, gets you into the party. We got a we got a party this year. So, oh. a catered party. Oh, my. If you're See, a that's VIP, a selling point right there. Yeah. Become a VIP and yeah. get yourself in. Come party with the people that uh, you came to see. You yeah. Know? It's like a meet and greet. True. And, you know, what's great about that is, you know, I obviously, and I'm going to ask him again, uh, the question that I always come up for you guys is, you know, what got you into it and, and, and follow up and things like that. Uh, and it'd be great to hear it, you know, from, you know, some of the traveling comedians yeah. that you don't oh, yeah. or normally get the chance to see and hear on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll go up to them and say, well, you know, how'd you start? Yeah. Where did it happen? You know, who were your influences? What's so your forth? origin story? Yes, <laughs> that's right. Origin. Who had, who had to die for you to be this funny? <laughs> oh, speaking of dying, you see, there you go, you know, booblets and bombing. Bombing. The yeah. Art of Bombing. The Art of Bombing, yeah. his podcast. It's a wonderful comedy podcast. It is. Yeah. Uh, fantastic to listen to. Now, you've done some podcasting. Where are you at this point in the podcast world, oh, Nate? Uh, in pre-production. Okay, pre-production. Yeah. Pre-production. Pre-production. I like that because I did a lot of pre-production too yeah. when I started this. But a lot of people just go, oh, hey, look at this. You can get some stuff for uh, $149. Yeah. Oh, podcast. <laughs> and yeah. then they have nothing that 100%. they want to do with it. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm pre-production on a new project, but um, you can find some of the old stuff like um, uh, Town Car um, Podcast, right. which was... A fun, fun podcast with me and uh, another comedian from Sioux Falls, John Michaels, mm -hmm. uh, talked about what made us cry every day. Yeah. Have you ever cried after doing a set? Yeah. Yeah. To the point of tears that you were like, oh my God. Yeah. I've, I've quit comedy a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the old cigarette smokers. It's not tough yeah. to quit. I've quit a thousand times. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it was the, uh. It, yeah, it was it was a corporate, and uh, someone was just like, "Maybe this isn't for you." And I was like, 
No. <laughs> it is for me. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> You're not good at audiencing. <laughs> this is your fault. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, line for a heckler? Um, Get out. <laughs> just go. I just try to, I try to be uh, 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 funny accepting and dismissive mm-hmm. so my favorite line is hey could you not be as funny as me <laughs> or funnier than me right is a real simple one uh, i loved but, one of yours one time i speak drunk i speak drunk <laughs> oh yeah that was at the district right yeah. yeah yeah i don't i don't speak drunk um yeah <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no idea what you said in this giant building. Luke, what's been your favorite part of being a comic? Oh man. There's so many things. Um like it's it's a lot of frustration and disappointment and wondering why you're even doing this until you get a show that goes really well Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you remember why yeah and then just uh you know just meeting uh interesting new people and and finding people to connect with you get that natural high when you get applause Mm -hmm. yeah that's always been a a fun thing you remember your first uh standing ovation (sighs) have i had one not standing they don't get up for me (laughs) (laughs) Mostly don't get up off the couch for me. Uh, but I but I do remember a show we did in Watertown at Sassy's mm-hmm. where after like my first joke, I had to stop and wait for the audience to stop laughing. Oh. And that felt really good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What's I, been your favorite part, Date? I I've been doing this 13 years. And, you know, some of the cynicism comes in and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I do love, I love the whole, the whole experience. I know that's a cop out, but like, I, I'm a, I love studying the act of, of, of comedy, right? I, I've always loved the student aspect of that where like, what does this do and how does this work? And I'll, not that it's all formulaic, but like. I love finding those anomalies of like, this shouldn't work, but it works so well, you know, mm-hmm. like, why does this? And so I've always loved the analytical part of that. Um, but I, what was the question? What is you have, what have you found is uh, the most enjoyable oh, being, the most a comic. Enjoy- yeah. being a comic? I, I think the people you meet, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it is nice to bring joy to someone, you know, um, when you do like a, like a, I, I came from theater. And so when you do like a, like a drama or a, a play or anything like that, you can bring, you bring joy to someone. This is such an immediate, right. It's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a line to the, mm-hmm. to the vein of cathartic laughter right now, you know? And so I think something about, you know, if we're, it's like mainlining the best medicine on earth and earth. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part is bringing joy. I've always loved bringing joy. What are you looking forward to about the snow jam this year? Uh, I am 
I'm looking forward to uh, the comics that are coming in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got to watch all the videos. I know how good they are. There are some of these people who had applied in years previous and couldn't get in. So I was really excited to see them try again when they've grown just that little bit more and now finally making the cut. Yeah. That's really exciting for me. Yeah. It's got to be exciting. Anytime somebody does that, you know, that they send it in. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. hey, look at me. I'm in. Yeah. What about you, Nate? What are you looking forward to this particular time? I'm so excited. I mean, I know this is not like going to sell snow jam for everybody else, but the hang. Oh, the hang. The the hang after the show, that is the best time because you've got the funniest people in the world, I would would argue. I mean, at least the funniest concentration of people in the world at this month, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. Hanging out shooting the ever-living caca <laughs> breeze yeah the breeze yes, thank the you breeze. thank or you the bowl yeah <laughs> just, the, the you know just hanging out with these these people that are from all around the country and, and stuff like that and just i don't know talking 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 smack yeah uh what was the decision that this would be the last year we're tired Dave. Yeah, can imagine. Because <laughs> typically, you know, one of the questions I would be asking toward the end would be, so, you know, it uh, takes place these dates, and yeah. how soon do you start planning for next year? And the typical answer, oh, right away. Yeah. Because you, know, you sit down and think of the feedback that you've had and, yeah. and start planning what went well, what didn't. We're uh, scattered. Yeah. Dan's in Fort Collins. Yeah. Um, or Loveland. Loveland, Colorado. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, we, you know, you know, we're, we're busy people. I have a five-year-old now. Um, she's almost as old as the festival. Yeah. And so I, uh, I would just the time and we're, you know, our venues are changing. It's getting harder and harder to get, um, the things that we need to survive throughout the year. And so, um, I, we think it's, we're just tired and, Ready yeah. to the the venue battle is yeah. is huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The venue battle, the sponsors, just it just everything. There's there's a lot that goes into it that doesn't seem like it should be a hard or a big deal, but it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we've been doing this for eight years. We've we've had ups and downs, and I think we're we're ready to ready to to go out with our heads held high. Yeah. Without having, you know, any major issues and, yeah. and stuff like that. So. Without it being retirement party. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, not a seller. Snow Jam turned 65. <laughs> going to get some social security now. We want, uh, you know, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to, we'd rather have a, a, you know, retirement party than a celebration of life. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. We don't want to be put down. We want to, you know, go on. Right. We want the severance. <laughs> uh, how do you guys uh, describe yourselves as comics i try not to um uh i i i I pride myself on bringing a weird energy Mm -hmm. um i'd agree with that yeah yeah (laughs) to every no one else is proud of this but i mean I, i guess i have to be uh, it's a lot of a lot of family discussion, a lot of self-deprecation, uh-huh. a lot of just frustration with the world at large. Yeah. And Nate, how about you? I would say I'm a storyteller. Okay. I like to tell stories. Yeah. So, well, you see, because that brings up the point then that uh, everybody in this community that is involved in comedy has their own style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't have two people 
doing the same shtick. Mm-mm. And that's uh, fantastic. And now we'll get the opportunity to see 30 people Do doing their own shtick. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be great. So, again, the uh, the dates? January 18th 18th. through the 21st. Excellent. Snow Jam. Four days. Snowjamfest.com. Snowjamcomedyfest. Comedy Fest. Snowjamcomedyfest.com. If you go to Google. True. And just type in Sioux Falls Comedy Festival. You'll get it. If we've done our job well enough. (laughs) Well, if Dan has done his job. (laughs) And you grunts. Well enough. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it again. Get your tickets there. And uh, set some time aside that weekend. Let's see. Not really much else going on, so should yeah. be a good weekend for that. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Luke Johnson and Nathan Holtz from Snow Jam. Pleasure to be here. Uh, and always a pleasure to have you on, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. Hot? No. Cute? No. Ruggedly handsome? Yes. Once again, here's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my guests, Lee Spencer and Luke Johnson and Nathan Holtz. As always, the biggest thank you goes to each of you that listen, download, share, and follow. And don't forget to listen next week for more great arts and entertainment conversations. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Now, besides information about the show, you'll find out when Dave Holly Hour Trivia is going on at Chasers. For all 211 episodes, go online at DaveHollyHour.com. By the way, use the search function on our website to look up when your favorite artists have been on before and listen to any of those previous episodes. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts, Chasers Food and Spirits, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffitt Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and click on the coffee cup icon. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show by following on Instagram and Facebook. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 